Welcome to Grace Archie with Jim Babka. I'm your moderator, Bill Protzman. This is a show about what rules us. Instead of conflict or force, we propose grace. Tolerance is good, forgiveness is better, but grace is ideal. Grace is empathy and favor for someone who's said or done something we don't like. It's the attempt to understand someone instead of simply condemning them to enemy status. How could this approach solve social problems? And what is the basis for this view? We explore that here on Gracearchy. Our sponsor is a group built around an ethic we admire, the Zero Aggression Project. Check out the Zero Aggression Project at www.zeroaggressionproject.org. In this episode, we're going to take on Ken Burns, who, as Jim wisely points out, is correct, but doesn't mean it. So, Jim, I'm reading in the papers, I don't know, or online the other day, and here are a bunch of refugees, political refugees from Venezuela or somewhere, that have been flown to Martha's Vineyard. And this really got under my skin. First of all, because these are guests in the United States who want to take refuge here, who want to find a home here. Mm. And secondly, because according to everything that's come out since then, they were virtually tricked into this journey that they didn't want to take. Some of them thought they were going to Boston. Uh, there was There's a lot to this that was sold to them improperly. And it really bugs me. And of course, you know, everybody in, you know, from all the major media down to us is rung in on this so far. But I'm really curious about your take on this because I trust your opinions. And I want to know where this opportunity to investigate perhaps a more skillful way of dealing with immigration can take us as people, as a country, as friends of new citizens who are coming here. I think there's two places I want to take this. Let's start here. Let's clearly state that these that these are people who are coming to our country because of how wonderful it is or what the opportunities are, or maybe even more precisely because they're trying to get away from things that have gone wrong or bad in their countries. Yes. And I don't understand. I, I'm much more in the camp of, let's say, a Ronald Reagan, who would suggest that this is this is the shining city on the hill. And he believed uh, fervently in the idea that immigration and people being able to come to this country represented the best of what we had to offer here. It was about that opportunity to be able to come here. So I'm confused and distressed and have been for a while. And I feel this problem has gotten worse in the last several years, not better. Because 25 years ago, this was not an issue. This, this Something like this wouldn't have even happened in our politics. No Republican candidate of any legitimacy would have suggested or done, let alone done, what Abbott and DeSantis did here. And I've seen yeah, the memes. It's, it's and flatly I, I illegal, this, right? It's, yeah, this was this was about scoring political points. Yeah. And the idea that, that this trying to be get a, to get across here is that liberals are hypocrites. They are they they believe one thing, and but they they're not willing to do it. It's okay that they're imposing on red states the burden of illegal immigration which by the way, that shouldn't even exist. Um, there shouldn't be, you, you can't make a human being illegal. You can't prohibit, do a prohibition on human beings. That shouldn't exist. They're trying to illustrate the point that these uh, well-fed, comfortable liberals don't want immigrants, dirty immigrants in their neighborhood. That's what they were hoping to get across with this. I think ultimately 
this backfires. And I think that's the first thing I would want to say about this. Yeah, I have to agree with you because it is backfiring. What What's the second thing? Uh, the second thing is that I, I, I think that uh, there's plenty of hypocrisy to go around. I think that's what we should spend most of our time talking about today. <laughs> You're talking about hypocrisy from from the red and the blue side of the spectrum. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think anybody that has commented on the situation that I have seen means what they said. Well, I know we've talked about this, and so, it, so does the audience, because we're setting this up. But one of your favorite commentators turns out to be Ken Burns. And if you don't mind, I'd like to just play that little clip from the interview that was on CNN, I believe, not too long ago, and then we'll get your take on it. And we woke up to the news this morning that Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida sent two plane loads of migrants uh, to Martha's Vineyard off the coast of Massachusetts, including kids and whatnot. And I'm not saying this is not a one for one. This is not a parallel here in any way. But it does address some of the same themes that are part of this documentary. Well, Ken, it's I wonder if the you abstraction of human life. It's basically saying that you can use a human life that is as valuable as yours or mine or Lynn's and to put it in a position of becoming a political pawn in somebody's authoritarian game. This is the uh, coming straight out of the authoritarian playbook. This is what's so uh, disturbing about DeSantis, is to use human beings, to weaponize human beings for a political purpose. It's like when somebody disagrees with him in Florida, like the Walt Disney Company, he punishes them. This is not the actions of a person participating in a democratic process in which there's an exchange of ideas. This is about punishing political enemies, putting on uh, shows, political shows, political theater. And in this case, this is with the lives of human beings. And what's so ironic is these are Venezuelan refugees, which DeSantis should be supporting because they're trying to flee the, the corruption of a left-wing government and all of the pain there. And so the, the, the level of cynicism is beyond that. And, and what we find in all our films is that the themes that we engage in the past are present today. And so when you look at the story that we're telling of the U.S. and the Holocaust, you understand that the time to save a democracy is before it's lost. We promise you. So he said it. He says it's an abstraction of human life. It's saying you can use a human life that is as valuable as yours or mine and to put it in the position of being a political pawn or somebody's authoritarian. Is he morally and intellectually consistent on this? No. And, and I want to say, let me go out of my way to say how much I like Ken Burns. Yeah, yeah. Ken Burns has done a number of really awesome documentaries. They're balanced. They're new. They're thoughtful. And here's my favorite thing. They're nuanced, right? He's actually um, taking the time to look at all the sides and go beyond, you know, various impressions that people may have of, of a historical event and actually get the people who are living through that event and, and pull out the information and tell those stories. And I cannot recommend highly enough. I mean, I really, I really think these are two of the greatest programs that have ever been aired on television. And that is his Vietnam series and his prohibition series. So, you know, if you can get the a hold of those and you have the opportunity to watch those things, you will learn something very, very valuable about our country and, and why we cause each other a lot of suffering here to this very day. Those things are hugely impactful pieces. I'm a big fan of the work. But I also know, because I've spent time watching Ken Burns be interviewed, that he admits to being a yellow dog Democrat, that he believes that the government does not spend enough money on the arts, which, by the way, he profits from immensely. Yes. That he makes uh, that he likes to make straw man arguments in attack against people who argue that the market should be able to do things. 
I've watched him do this. So I'm aware of who he is personally and politically as well. So when I see what he just said just now, I, I don't want to register a single bit of disagreement with it. I think he's right. I think it's wrong. And this is something that's fundamental, goes to the very root of what we're talking about here on this show in Grace Arkey. God made human beings in his image. Each one of them matters. Jesus died for those people and has invited us into a relationship inside God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Every one of those people matter to God. And because we have received this gift, we are to have an attitude that says, there but for the grace of God go I. His description of how these people are being used and for the means that they're being used, which is a statist end, a statist end that we have a welfare state that we refuse to deal with, and we're going to use that as an excuse for racism and bigotry and whatever else you want to do. He is completely right. And here's what I really want to get across about Ken, though. He doesn't mean it. Because so, if, the chips, if the chips were down and the issue was something he believed in, if this was a blue issue instead of a red issue, he would feel differently. We'll get into this. I, I don't want to get into all of it right now because I think we've got other people to talk about as well. Yeah, yeah. But I want to say he doesn't mean it. He would not be consistent in this if it was not something that he didn't already have an opinion about. He he is very specific in that uh, statement in pointing fingers at DeSantis and calling him an authoritarian. Well, there's things that Ken believes that are authoritarian. I see what you mean. And and. You know, you, you pulled the Jesus note, so if we can just stick with that for a second. I came across this very interesting revision of a parable, and I want to get your response to it because okay, uh, <laughs> most people are listening to this. If you know anything at all about the Bible, will recognize the uh, Jesus parable of the Good Samaritan. But it's been slightly rewritten. So, okay, here we go. It'll take a couple of minutes, but I'll do this. A man was going from Guatemala, fleeing a drug cartel that wanted to kill him and seize his daughters as sex slaves. When he found himself on the brink of starvation, having crossed a desert, a river, and another desert with limited supplies and no money. And if you've been to South Texas or South Arizona, you'll recognize that scene. He went to a prosperity gospel preacher for help, but they had just had the carpets cleaned, so the preacher refused him shelter. He went to the Christian governor for help, but the governor shipped him to Martha's Vineyard with no support or direction so he could own the libs. But a pinko commie libtard saw him and took pity on him. He clothed him and fed him and sheltered him. He brought him to an immigration lawyer and said, look after him. And when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell victim to drug cartels and gangs? And of course, in our mythical example, Jesus is speaking to an expert in the law who replies the bleeding heart libtard who had mercy on him. Jesus says to him, go and do likewise. Okay. I have to say, I love that. I, I love that on a lot of different levels, but it, it, it's, it goes to directly to the heart of the problem, which is that we don't recognize, and this is what grace is all about. We don't recognize our neighbor. And in the original story of the Good Samaritan, the Samaritan, the people that, that Jesus is talking to at the time, Samaritans are dirty people, right? The guy that does the right thing, the commie pink libtard is the bad guy. But yet we have to admit he ended up doing the right thing. 
And we have to also admit that the person who's been hurt needed actual help. I, I don't have a problem with this 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 uh, parody. I think that's exactly the purpose of a parable. And I love that it was, we can parody a parable. Parable parodies. We'll have to have the parable parody. Yeah. 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 So is, is, is Governor in any way at all, even in his own mind, doing the right thing? Well, of course, in his own mind, everybody's capable of justifying themselves. What we're trying to call people to here, and this is a real rubber meets the road place. And, I, and I'm going to be blunt here. I imagine that there have been people who've been listening to this show up to this point who are going to be like, Jim, I can't believe you're doing this. I can't believe you're saying this. You know, it's, it's just obvious that the hypocrisy of the left, you know, we got them, right? We just, we, we put this out there and we zinged them. We got them good. We showed how bad and rotten they are. We've shown that they don't really mean what they say. We show that they're basically trying to destroy the fabric of the culture. They're trying to bring down America and they want regular people, good white people to pay the bills. And that's not what they did here. In fact, I, I you you've actually gone through and actually examined some of the stuff that actually happened up in Martha Martha's Vineyard, right? Oh yeah, this is. So what did happen there? The the people who arrived there received a warm welcome. They were given food, shelter, clothing. They were helped to wherever they needed to get to. I think they've all received a fifty dollar gift card. A lot of them have voluntarily um, elected to to uh, go to this. Uh, National Guard base, I think it's called. Joint but they base. volunteered, right? Okay, but this they volunteered. Yeah, yes, this okay. was, you know, and people who wanted to get to Boston eventually uh, were were given that opportunity. I mean, everything that could have happened skillfully and and didn't, for political reasons, happened in Martha's Vineyard, and not as these people are saying because a bunch of liberals who are wealthy didn't want that in their own backyard. They happened because people like in California, where a refuge state. We offer shelter to people who want to escape from stuff. And that could be kids. We took all those kids that were left at the border when uh, Trump cracked down on immigration. Uh, we've taken political refugees here. We've taken all kinds of people to come to California. Okay. And we okay. love to I help. I feel like I got to jump in here too, though, because you just mentioned the T word. Yes. Let's do the B word too. Okay. It's about how many people don't mean it. Yep. We just crossed a record. It just came through the news yesterday or the day before. Record level of arrests at the border. Yes. Just happened. This is yes. the Biden administration. Trump's been gone now. He was there in 2020. I just want to do the math with everybody. Yep. He was there in 2020. He was not there in 2021, right? He's gone. He's not there in 2022 in which we sit. There's a new president. He's had plenty of time to make changes to the policy. Dear friends, he hasn't made any changes to the policy. Exactly, right? That's the same policy, the same operational stuff still happens. So here, Ken Burns, who voted for Biden, I'd be willing to bet, I'd be willing to bet, okay, is doing the very same policy. So, you know, one of the things that's bad, and this is this is something conservatives were trying to get to with this little this little opera they were this running. This stunt, yeah. Yes. This was a performance that was designed to illustrate that limousine liberals don't mean what they say. Policies are good until they come into their backyard. There's tons of evidence that this is true. We'll talk about that. I want to get into that. But here we have another level of that that's really, you know, like, other than the gunshot, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you enjoy the play? The reality is you have voted for a guy because the previous authoritarian was so bad, who turns out to be the same authoritarian. Now, it's okay because he doesn't really mean it. 
or he's been a bit busy trying to uh, save us from something. And we can't hold him accountable on that basis. I mean, if he really could do what he wants, I think it's the Republicans that are getting Mitch McConnell's getting in his way. Yeah. You're cracking me up, man. Okay, but you know what I'm saying is true. I know exactly what you're saying, yeah. So, you know, it's 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 one thing to say to somebody, I'll pray for you. Oh, you know, hey, if there's something wrong, give me a call. It's right. another thing to be that Samaritan that shows up to help the people. Yes. If the policy didn't change, I don't care what your words are. Yep, yep. So it's let's all about into, action. This was, this was designed to expose the virtue signaling of the left, but the real virtue signal, which the right cannot call them on because they don't want it, is that Joe Biden is still Donald Trump. Yes. On the Im policy of immigration, the immigration policy, yes. they haven't changed. Nothing's okay. changed. Donald Trump moved the ball and Biden has left it in the very same spot in the field. So get into this uh, whole thing with Kevin Young. Because here's somebody else who said something that he is right this about, but a, doesn't mean it. I believe this guy's a pastor. Some of this came across my feed in Facebook. I've never met this gentleman, um, but I believe he's uh, one of these uh, deconstructed evangelicals who is suggesting that, you know, in the deconstruction, we were too right wing and somehow the solution ends up being, being we need to be more left wing. He writes, people are not pawns we played in political games, period. Same thing that Ken Burns just said, right? It is particularly satanic kind of performance cruelty to treat human beings the way governors DeSantis and Abbott have. Christians must publicly and boldly speak with one voice on this. No silence. In the post, this was actually a meme. In the post, he goes on to describe the performative cruelty that was engaged in here. Once again, he's right. He's completely right. Okay? 100%. But he doesn't mean it. So because, why not? Why not? Well, you know, if you go down through the rest of his feed, as I did, I spent some time, a little bit of time in there. I found out, for example, that he was anybody that disagreed with student loan forgiveness does not understand compassion. Uh, this is, this okay. is an example. Okay. This is an example of, of misappropriating or beginning to use the scripture specifically to advance your favored political causes. We've already done an episode uh, called the student loan Jubilee. People can go look it up and, 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 and catch that where we dealt with this in a very highly nuanced fashion. But one of the things that we were able to explain in that show, and I stand, Mr. Young hasn't seen it, Dr. Young, as a matter of fact, hasn't seen it, is that this was not actually forgiveness and that the taxpayers have to pay it. This is going to continue to be an ongoing uh, matter. This was not resolved at the root of the matter. Uh, it just temporarily took some people off off, off of their debt or their obligation that they had voluntarily incurred at the expense of other people who had gone and done other things like paid for their student loans, paid for their education, earned scholarships, chose to go get a trade instead, chose to join the military. All those people look like dupes and fools right now. And nothing was done to deal with a systemic problem that roped people in in the first place. This was a userous behavior that was engaged in here. It is a violation of the biblical principles on lending. And it's it's sophomoric and lighthearted. But of course, if you keep going through his timeline, you're going to keep finding this same kind of stuff. It just we 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 realized that we our, our right wing politics was very ugly when we delivered it from the pulpit. So now we're going to give a kinder, gentler, liberal version of it, which by the way still ends up coming out of your paycheck. And all this virtue signaling accomplishes nothing, ultimately. No, 
No, except, you know, we're going to try to make people feel bad. So exactly. I want to, again, I want to say, Mr. Burns, I agree with him. Dr. Young, I agree with him. Both of them are right on this issue. What I want to say is always practice this same ethic. Don't use authoritarian force. Don't use the power of the state to achieve your goals. It involves an act of theft to start off with. It involves an act of coercion. The only purpose, the only thing the government brings that's unique to a situation is force. That's it. And the purpose of a law is to change behavior, not through persuasion, not through appeals to virtue, but through but through the threat of violence or caging if you or fining if you don't comply. Now we're towing the line around the screw tape letters and Kyle Mann. <laughs> Kyle right? Mann. You, you know where Kyle Mann's from, right? Oh my gosh. Uh, Babylon B. Yeah. And I love the Babylon B. Okay. I think Babylon B is very funny. Okay. But he wasn't kidding in this, in, in the, in, when he quoted the screw tape letters. So for people who are not familiar, the screw tape letters, a CS Lewis book where an older demon is, training a brand new demon in how to be a master of the art of temptation. <laughs> this doesn't happen in the world anywhere, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> so screw tape, the, the coach basically says, the great thing is to direct the malice to his immediate neighbors whom he meets every day and to thrust his benevolence out to remote circumference to people he does not know. The malice thus becomes wholly real and the benevolence largely imaginary. Okay, that's C.S. Lewis. Let me say that in plain English. Essentially, it is one thing to care about the people who are next to you, in proximity to you. It is another thing to care about the people that are distant, far. It is easier to care about people in the abstraction, right? I can be very tolerant and forgiving to somebody that's not done anything to me that's on the other side of the planet. I could say, boo-hoo, it's too bad that that happened to them. And I could even virtue signal how wonderful I am because I oppose what's happening to them. But if I, I'm not getting dirty here at home, if I'm not doing the things that I need to do to help the afflicted here, then all that virtue signaling is not worth it. So basically, C.S. Lewis is anticipating Virtue signaling. Yeah, this gets back to the very same point that was that the that the right was trying to make the whole time here about limousine liberals and their performances. This was this was the point of the play. Okay, but Kyle Mann doesn't mean it. <laughs> Again, I've already said two left wingers didn't mean it. Now I've got a right a, a guy that's more conservative. He doesn't mean it either, because what he's suggesting is that the people of Martha's Vineyard, because they voted Democrat had a responsibility to leave their homes, go find these migrants. They might not even know they were in the neighborhood. The people who had left because they were there for the summer, which is, by the way, a significant portion of the population, the real rich people who showed up there who weren't there right now were supposed to get on their planes and fly up there and invite those people into their homes. However, they wouldn't do the same thing. And this is the part that really galls me the most. And this is why I took the stand I took at the outset of this episode. The Bible has an awful lot to say about the sojourner and the alien. Yes. There were laws set down to protect them. In a 2014 piece that I did for Downsize DC, and that site's archived now, we can put it in the show link, right? I gave a list of scripture references. They are, there are so many that the case is overwhelming. It's not light. It's not, oh, we can kind of interpret it this way. You, you have to stretch and you have to invent things that violate the hermeneutic 
that the people who quote scripture routinely use, which is that the literal words are the, are the primary or best definition there. And if you go with that hermeneutic, you have to conclude in, I mean, it's completely conclusive. It's controversial. Yeah. That we are, we actually have a responsibility to the alien from our own proceeds. So Kyle's right, but he applied it to the liberals, not to himself. He didn't apply it to DeSantis and Abbott and the Republicans who are cheering right now. The ones who are sitting right there within reach of people that need their help. Meaning they shouldn't have put them on the plane in the first place. They should have, exactly. And it's right there. It's right there. And it's enshrined in, in federal law. We can, we as a country, accept political refugees. We do. They are not illegal. <laughs> they are. This is part of what America is. Yes. And, yeah, and, and, and so there's who have, uh, who have broken, you the know, law. these, and that was something else that, you know, I think, I believe Burns said right at the top of the broadcast, I'm trying to remember because we've been through some show prep here, but I believe Burns had said, you know, DeSantis should have been embracing these people because they were fleeing a left-wing yes. oppressive dictatorship. Yes. And Venezuela is socialist. Let's just be very, very clear about this. Now they've, they're starting to make some reforms, but they 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 nationalized industries and they stole regular people's businesses and they caused tremendous supply problems. And this was all done because they were trying to solve poverty and give everybody free health care. Using a socialist uh, ethic. It starts with theft. In, in 1975, they come in and, and they say, we're going to take over the oil. They're the fourth, fourth most prosperous economy on the planet in 1970. And by 2015, they didn't have food on the shelves. And this, the progression that goes is first they take away the oil, which was the source, the primary source of their wealth. It's the Saudi Arabia of South America. They take away that and they can't even provide gasoline for themselves before long. Like they completely messed that up. But then, you know, when you give everybody free education, they can take that education anywhere they want on the planet. They don't have to finish it or whatever. When you give everybody free healthcare and it covers everything and you give, uh, you, you know, you're eradicating poverty busily doing that, what ends up happening is they ran out of money. It's that simple. And nobody had the political will until a violent, let's be clear about this, violent, he got people killed, 14 people, I believe it was, a violent thug comes into power. Uh, he he says, I've got the solution. We nationalized oil. Well, now we nationalize everybody. We put price controls on everybody. We start restraining and controlling their industries. And be, and and it took it, it took a little bit of time. Took about a decade or so, but shelves emptied, emptied. You couldn't get basic necessities. The middle class that was in that country wiped out. If you weren't politically connected, you had you had you were at risk of not even being able to eat. So political refugees arriving in America. This is the people, and and you, if you are, if you aren't merely trying to short, score short-term petty political virtue signaling points. Did I say enough thing, bad things right there? If you're not doing that, if you're actually looking at where these people come from and, and treating them like human beings, as Ken Burns suggested, treating them like human beings, as Dr. Kevin Young suggested, treating them like human beings, as Kyle Mann seems to be suggesting a la screw tape. If you had treated them with grace, if you would saw their need and you wanted to be the good Samaritan in this case, you'd oppose this action. You wouldn't have put them on the plane. You would have said, oh, my gosh, Venezuela. I, if I was the governor, would have put my arm around them and said, hey, guess who's here? People who fled and escaped tyranny, authoritarian rule. 
where the government is in control of the economy. That's what I would have said. How can we help them? Now, if that doesn't score you points, then what we've got to do is much more fundamental and basic. And that's why you and I have been sitting here to talk today, because I am convinced they don't mean it. It's backfired beautifully. We've got reverse freedom rides now coming back to memory. I don't know if anybody knows about those. Remember back in the day, there were freedom riders who, throughout the South? Well, no, I'm not as old as you, Bill. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm not old enough to have been part of that myself. Thank you, my friend. Yes, this was an interesting piece of history. This, isn't the, it, though? The, yeah. That we've forgotten, by the way, like institutionally forgotten, but it's worth mentioning. The story of a woman who is conned um, after freedom riders have come from the north to the south, they're like, okay, if you know the south is such a horrible place to live, we will trick a mother of nine into thinking that she has a job working for the president of the United States in 1961, which is John Kennedy. We will put her on a her and her family on a bus to Massachusetts, give her the address. She was so concerned upon her arrival that she looked the part that she asked the bus driver to stop a few miles away so she could change into her best dress because she was going to meet uh, John and Jackie Kennedy. And she wanted to put on her best appearance. She dragged nine children up there. I don't remember the exact number that ended up doing anything. It was something like 122 people. It wasn't a lot in, you know, relatively speaking, but the was point enough. was that they messed with real people's lives. They put them through performative cruelty and this is immensely cruel to this woman who, who was full of hope dragging her children up there. Can you imagine as she's on that bus, how excited she is, how she thinks she's about to bring a better life to her children. She's got nine of them to care for. And she thinks this is really going to be good for my family. And she gets there and the Kennedys don't know she's coming. Yeah, nobody does. She doesn't know what she's in for. But there's a guy standing there ready to do a press conference with some media there. Yeah. And this Arranged situation. And funded by the, by the KKK in the South, by the way. I want to say they're, they're, the way that we came across this Ken Burns video was I'm sitting there watching CNN. Okay, not doing that. They're part of the problem. I'm, I see this come through on Twitter. And... You, you heard in what Ken Burns said that he is not making a comparison, but he was being interviewed about the Holocaust. And what the real purpose of his documentary is, is the Holocaust so much as it's a, it's what were the various policies of the time? Did we do the right thing or handle things the right way when it came to providing safe haven uh, to Jews? And, and, and this, not just us, you know, all the countries that were in the area. What, what are the lessons that we can learn? Which is, by the way, the reason, the number one reason you study history so you can get the lessons and you can use those for comparison purposes. We're going to do this on war on a future episode, for example. There's going to there's a lot of lessons of history to go out and garner. You take your experience and you bring that back. And that was, he was going out of his way to say, I'm not trying to compare this to the Holocaust, but I don't want to go out of my way here. I want to be clear that this is so offensive that it, it can be compared to this reverse freedom ride. If you, if you can see in your heart right now that that woman, that African-American woman taking her nine children and being having her hope dash and finding out that she's a propaganda or a, a ploy, a tool, she's being used for, for, in a performative fashion. 
and her hopes and dreams are being dashed and she's being manipulated and used for somebody's political benefit. If you can see it all the way back then, I'm asking you to see it now. 